Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 95 of the Canberra Football Show. Joining me today is a very special guest, Nicole Begg, coach of the newly crowned 2023 MPLW League champions. Nicole, how's it going today? Uh, we'll chat in just before. Obviously, you guys all must be very tired, but uh, very re- rewarding considering uh, what you guys just won. Yeah, 100%. Pretty tired. I'm sure the players feel a lot more tired than I am, but um, yeah, at least uh, managed to get the results in the end, so pretty happy with that. Let's start back from the beginning, took over early 2021 in the space of a year, uh, in the space of uh, one or two years, you've won the Federation Cup, uh, you've won the grand final, and you've now won the league title. And for football purists, that is usually the top goal. So can you just sort of talk through the journey of the last two years for those uh, who might not know who might be listening to this for the first time. What has the journey been like over the last two years? Yeah, having been involved as an assistant coach for a couple of years and then taking over as head coach, it was quite a deliberate strategy to try and build something that people wanted to be a part of. Before that Olympic, we kind of had a lot of fluctuating results year year on year, depending on the kind of players that um, were playing for us. Uh, so there was definitely a strategy put in place to see, you know, can we improve every year and then to the point where can we be winning trophies? So, um, yeah, last year was definitely the first year where I felt like we had a squad to compete with those top-level teams and managed to get the, like you said, the Fed Cup and the grand final win, which was awesome um, and really rewarding for the players that not only were part of that team but had been part of the squad for a few years and a few of those hard harder years uh, and then this year I guess yeah the league was obviously the outstanding um, thing that Olympic women's haven't won before so we definitely earmarked that early in the season to kind of work towards and see what we could do I guess we had plenty of ups and downs along the way still a lot of um changeover in the squad from from last year to this year and we lost a lot of experience and talent in the in some of the players that left from last year to this but it was also the kind of perfect timing in that some of the younger girls that we've been looking at over the last few years that have come through the pathway were also ready to take that step into senior football so it's kind of been nice to see all that young talent come through and contribute to the league win and also a lot of the girls that have been around for a few years now, you know, um, being able to put those results in week by week and get rewarded with that league championship at the end. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the younger players. That was a question for later, but I might as well bring it up now since you mentioned it. uh, There's been a clear sort of pathway there that you guys have established over the last couple of years. So how, and you mentioned there, quite a few of those young players have contributed contributed massively this season and just to mention a few obviously Madison Cash has burst onto the scene Arusha Chu scored that um the winning goal in the end for the league uh how important is it to sort of have that pathway and progression working uh for Canberra Olympic uh it's yeah invaluable like I think we've you can see a lot of success from different teams over the years you know if they can keep topping up talent year on year because you're always going to lose players to life and everything that comes along the way every year. So you need to be able to have a a pathway to top up your talent every year. So that was where we were looking to build that for Olympic. And I think, you know, I can't take credit for the, for the development of all those girls because there's been certain good coaches along the way to help them get there. But um, there was definitely a plan to, to bring them through and try and make it worthwhile at the end. And, 
this year um, having them start a lot in reserve grade was perfect because, you know, there's a lot of mature players in reserve grade that are able to help them get used to playing senior football because there is like quite a bit of a difference between playing in the girls' competitions and, and the senior comps um, and learning the ropes in there. And then as they've been ready throughout the year, um, and even like Arusha was with us last year and put in a lot of hard yards for the team as well, you know, as they've been ready and as they develop, then there's that opportunity for them to step into first grade and contribute either off the bench or, or for someone like Maddie, she's really taken the ball by the horns and has been starting regularly through this um, second half of the season. So um, to see those girls contribute and then last night, you know, we had half of the team were those younger girls and they, yeah, they crushed it um, with some of their skills and the possession they were able to keep. Um, so I think we saw, we can see there's some really um, positive signs for the future years as well. Now let's talk about the last sort of week or so en route to this uh, catch, capturing that league title. Uh, you mentioned how tired everyone must be in the team. That's because of four games in the space of eight days. Obviously, you guys and Belconnen as well weren't planning on that fourth game being in that span of eight days. Uh, can you just talk about it a little bit as a coach, how sort of you guys have tried to prepare for that in the space of eight days? Obviously, uh, naturally, you'd think, all right, let's try and rest a few players here where we can. But obviously, that's difficult when you are in that sort of head-for-head battle for the league title. Yeah, it's quite, I guess, stressful thinking, you know, it's all coming down to these last few games and you need to get a result in all of them um, without then also breaking your players and, and threatening, you know, any finals hopes or, you know, the the, the next games down the track. So. Um, we've been carrying a fair few injuries this year as well and trying to manage those as we go. So that was also playing into our decision-making um, for the games that we had. Um, I don't think anyone can prepare, like even professionals wouldn't play that many games in the, that many days. So um, it was just kind of a ride-or-die situation for a lot of them, like get out there, see what you can put out for us, and if you need to come off, we'll pull you off. But I think having such a deep, squad you know the reserve grade girls are also pushing for a league title if they um if they get the result this weekend so being able to draw on a lot of those players that you know are are basically first grade ready um to help rotate across some of those games has been invaluable and um I think it was nice you know obviously not having it come down to last night's game was really helpful in that fact because it meant we could rotate players a little bit more um, and get some of those young guns out there um, and, and rest the legs of some of the others. But, yeah, the girls put in a mammoth effort to get through the number of minutes they did, um, and some of them just coming straight back from injury into playing, you know, huge minutes in a few games, in big games too. That is certainly the case. And you mentioned there it didn't come down to the final game of the season. It came down to the second-last game of the season, and that obviously talks to how competitive the competition has been this year. What do you make of the how competitive it's been? Because for large stretches of the year, there was literally four teams in that title race until the last couple of weeks, and then it was just you and Bell Conan. So what do you make of that this season, how literally until the wire there was a race? Yeah, it's fantastic to see because I think, you know, in previous years there might be one or two teams at the top of the comp and um, – and, you know, running away with it. So this year to see so many teams in the hunt and, like I said the other night, you could drop points against the bottom teams as well. Like, you know, you had to get out there and put a result in against every team in the comp just about. And, um, 
Yeah, I think the teams that have finished in the finals, the other interesting thing for um, for us is the totally different styles that every team plays. You know, you get a different flavour when you play uh, Deakin or you play Gungahlin or you play Belconnen, you know, you know, the style of play, the types of players they have and their strengths are all completely different. So for us being able to prepare the team to be able to um, play our football, get better week on week and then be adaptable to be able to play those games and what we asked of them in those 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 moments was essential, I think, in helping us get that success. I mean, um, over the season, I think we've played three or four different formations um, against different teams to try and get that edge or or bring out something different in what we how we wanted to play or how to match up against the opposition. So um, I think you know that's that's awesome. That's what you want from a coach, and in a competition like that, you want to be challenged every week and it keeps it interesting for the players as well to see what they're capable of so I think yeah it's a credit to all the teams in the comp for being able to put out such good teams and and bring something different it certainly has been and of course the next step is finals after the last round for the rest of the teams this weekend uh simple one here you might have already covered it but what's the mindset heading to finals it's it's hard to capture. I guess one of the biggest things is making sure that we um don't rest on the fact that you know we've won something already. Like it's a it's a totally different ball game playing for a league title versus playing finals football. So for us, you know, we've got a bit of a few training sessions now, thankfully, to go back, make sure we build on those basics, what makes us us, and get ready to play those big games. And um, I guess that finding that winning edge in those moments and making sure you're disciplined not to give away too many chances or, or anything silly um, in and around, your, you know, your final third, then that's what we'll be focusing on, I guess, heading in towards a final series. Now, this question's a bit of a side question, but as someone who's uh, heavily involved in uh, women's football here in the capital, obviously the World Cup, such a massive moment for women's football and football in general here inspired a lot of people, especially a lot of youngsters. Have you seen that impact immediately firsthand or is that sort of uh, all the seeds for next season, that sort of thing? Because obviously around the country, you've seen obviously AEW memberships have skyrocketed everywhere. Uh, you've seen a lot of federations come out and say there's been a huge number of interests for either this season or maybe next season in some cases because the season's nearly over. Have you seen that sort of firsthand as someone involved uh, in the game locally here? I guess the thing that we're, like we've seen more immediately is how many of the girls involved in the club and the parents, that kind of thing, were watching football and were engaged. Um, I'm not sure how many have been able to, you know, there's not a whole lot of people that be staying up until all hours of night to watch European football or anything like that. So to have it at a time where it's accessible for everyone, there was so many of our girls from the club that went up and got games in um, in person, which I think is just fantastic. To, to see and to be able to support. Um, and like you said, I guess the the flow-on effects longer term, I guess probably we'll wait and see. Um, I have kind of advocated a little bit to see, to make sure that the resources are going into the right areas and there's support and actual thinking to think about, you know, how do we take advantage of this? Um, and it's not just from a player participation point of view. I think it's also from a coaching and administration point of view because, you know, especially in local football, you know, the, the players are super important, but there's a lot of volunteers and people working in administration or in coaching roles that 
you know, if we can get more women involved or people that are interested in the women's game because of the World Cup, then we want to be able to support that as well. So I'd love to see, you know, some actual strategies in place to to build that um, at the local level um, and take advantage of, you know, hopefully a skyrocketing participation um, growth. Yeah, very well said there. Let's hope uh, those things can be put in place. Now, final question. Is there anything you'd like to say to the sponsors, supporters, volunteers, uh, just by watching uh, stuff on social media and the game in general? Uh, it seems like this was uh, a massive community effort as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest joys about being involved with the Olympic um, family is seeing how much support that we can get and you know how many families come out. A lot of the younger girls, their families were all out there um, supporting us uh, over the last week, week and a half. And, and you know, they turn up, they support home games, they support the canteen. Everyone works and helps to contribute to the club, which is, you know, at the end of the day when you're playing at this level, it's about a community as well as um, the results that you put out there on the table. So um, to see that in fruition and, and, and be able to reward, I guess, some of that with some excitement and some some results as well is um, – is fantastic and I guess yeah massive thanks to the to the club and the fans and the families that are all involved because it's a real joy to be involved in um I just wanted to also say that we've got some awesome people involved in the senior squad um that don't always get a lot of recognition um our manager Lisa's been working with the club longer than I've been there and she's a you know I think everyone knows how important a manager is in any good team so she's been amazing and um the assistant coaches that I've got involved with um, Rachel and Barry are, are fantastic leaders and just really perfect for the girls as well. Um, and obviously Matt Cash is our resi's coach and has been bringing a lot of these girls through the pathway and, and getting it to the point where it is now. So I guess, you know, it's never, it's never one or two people that make the difference. I think when you, when you're building or want to be a part of something like this, then it takes a lot of hands across a lot of areas. So I'm um, really grateful for that.